2: And welcome to Webcrawlers, is the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And where in the world is producer Maria? Maria. (laughs) Who if knows? you guys have, yeah. If you guys have any more songs, please, please play them and also uh, or send them in. Thinking about maybe starting a game on the Patreon where each week we'll drop some hints about where Ooh. she could be, and then if you if you get it right, you'll win a little prize. Also excited to announce that this week we have some great interviews lined we up do. that we will be we will be dropping. So get excited! Things are actually coming to fruition (laughs) yes and i ordered something (laughs) very exciting what for for when i record the patreon episodes
3: i have Uh, melissa you don't
2: even know about this
3: i don't i have no idea what it could be
2: i'm gonna start reading erotica again oh hell yeah i got i got a set I bought
3: (laughs) like in Seinfeld when Kramer found that old Johnny
2: Carson set or whatever. (laughs) Literally, I have a whole set that I got and a whole little outfit that I got. And it's going to be it's going to be a production. So just wait. Once it all gets here, I'll post a little picture of what the patrons are going to (laughs) be granted access to. You're going to love it. Melissa, I'll show you after the episode. Anyways, do we have any patrons who uh, are yes. just going to get in on that?
3: We have Emily. We have Kendall with a bunch of exclamation
2: points. Kendall Jenner, finally. Kendall Jenner,
3: Scott, and Tracy.
2: Guys, welcome, welcome. to the team. You are in for a world of fun. A world what? of hurt. Oh, no. and, okay, I'm going to be honest. And a world of hurt.
3: What are we talking about today?
2: Wouldn't you like to know, (laughs) but you're never going to find out. A few days ago,
3: I was like, (laughs) wait, is it my week to do an episode? Like I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, that happened to me last
2: week. When we showed up, but then I wasn't going to ask if it was my week or not, because I was like, well, if it's my week and I don't do anything, maybe we'll just skip the skip the week and then it was your week. Um, listen, time is a flat circle. Who knows? This is a crazy story. It also invo- involves the guy who the series Mindhunter is about. Oh, so,
3: love that show.
2: And I've seen so many horror movies with this premise – Where I think to myself, this would be the most terrifying thing that's ever happened. And then I didn't realize that this has actually happened. So anyways, this is about serial killer Robert Hansen, known as the Butcher Baker. And between 1971 and 1983, he abducted, raped, murdered, and hunted down at least 17 women in Anchorage, Alaska. He would capture them and then release them into the wilderness and hunt them down like animals. No. Yeah. He would blindfold them, release them (gasps) into the wilderness and then essentially just hunt them.
3: Yeah. That's a good horror movie.
2: Yeah. And he was an award winning hunter. He was. This is what he did in his free time. Oh, that's So, so crazy terrifying so
3: crazy like and you go
2: you're free you're like okay and then you just get shot yeah and these women would be wounded and then they would he he would torture them essentially so he would shoot arrows at them in places where he knew it wouldn't kill them so then they would continue to run and then he would he's a maniac i've never heard of anything like this so Let's get into it. Strap in. So <laughs> oh, yeah, buckle, <laughs> buckle up. Who is Robert Hansen, anyways? Robert Hansen was born in Iowa on February fifteenth, nineteen thirty nine. I think. Unfortunately, that might make him a Pisces. Oh. He's the he's the elder, uh, the eldest of two children. His mom is American. His dad is Danish. They moved to California in nineteen forty two, but then returned back to Iowa. His dad owned a bakery and Robert worked at the bakery growing up. And then hence in
3: the butcher baker,
2: hence the butcher baker. And then in his adulthood, he also opened a bakery in Alaska, also hence the butcher baker. So <laughs> growing up, Robert was really, really shy. He was a small kid, smaller than the other kids in his class. He had a stutter and he had pretty bad acne. He never got any attention from girls growing up. Never dated. He would be made fun of a lot. And of course that's his villain origin story. Uh Girls didn't like me, so now I have to hunt them down like prey. Um, Of course. Just (laughs) incel shit. This also reminded me, I don't know if any of you are fans of the Hannibal Lecter series, but the movie Red Dragon, uh, where Ray Fiennes plays the red dragon. And he's also a serial killer with a lisp um, and these kind of defining qualities where he's active in his community, but has all these underlying features that are able to profile him as a serial killer. It's just interesting. Hmm. We'll get into that, though. So Robert practiced hunting and archery in his spare time. He didn't really have a lot of friends. He was pretty isolated. So that's what he did for fun. He enlisted in the U.S. Army Reserve and served for one year before he was discharged. And he also worked as a drill instructor at a police academy in Iowa. So mm. it's always like these fools have a police background, which is always scary. Yeah. Yeah. He began a relationship with this young woman and he married her in 1960. Couldn't find a lot on her. I believe her name was Deborah or something like that. Deborah. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't. But we could just say her name was Debra. Deb. Yeah, Debbie. Deb. He, this guy did crimes from the start. This guy loves crimes. And they just got loves, worse and worse. Loves crime. He loves to do a crime. On December 7th, 1960, he burned down the school bus garage of Ooh. the high school he went to. To be like, I've graduated, fuck you, girls didn't like me, I'm going to burn down the school. Damn. Yeah, but his friend turned him in.
3: One of my friends who lived down the street for me burned down this um, car repair shop that was like a block from our house. Like, what, just, like just for fun or? Just like, well, it was an accident, just like playing with fire. It was this like old car shop that we would always like ride our bikes through And he just, like, started a fire one day. And, like, all of a sudden, all those fire trucks were, like, down the block. We're like, what the fuck? They're like, oh, it's the car repair shop burned down. Oh, shit. But he was, like, I think he was, like, 12 or something. So, like, nothing ever happened to him. So.
2: Yeah. And it was unintentional. (laughs) No. uh, This butcher baker meant to burn (laughs) burn down his school. And he got a three-year prison sentence. And during his prison sentence, his wife divorced him. But not for long. Oh, apparently he had that good serial killer dick. After only (laughs) 20 months, Hansen was paroled, and he was diagnosed as being bipolar, potentially schizophrenic, and also having something that's called infantile personality, which I hadn't heard of before.
3: Infantile person? Is that just like a low IQ?
2: It says... It's characterized by immature feelings, childish reactions, lack of willpower, lack of confidence, external oh, locus of control, other people are blamed, inflated self-concept, low demands on self, accompanied by high demands on society.
3: Oh, weird! I've never. I heard actually of feel that
2: it, me either, but I feel like there's like a lot of people I know who have that.
3: Yeah. Like maybe not OIQ, but just like
2: yeah. I I feel like that describe. I mean, yeah. I did. don't don't call in and be like Trump's great. Um, I feel like that <laughs> describes a lot of people who are in yeah. victim mentality. Yeah, like, I'm I'm fantastic. Everything I do is right, and no everything else is the fault of the. R- this is. It seems like incel gamer personality, incel yeah. troll gamer personality. Uh, anyways. In 1963, he remarried that woman who he had divorced before, and they had two children. How nice. Yes, great for them. It's always great when a couple can get back together. In (laughs) 1967, after several jail sentences for petty theft, so this fools in and out of jail, he decides to move to Alaska with his family.
3: Interesting choice.
2: Alaska, I feel like, is one of those places you move to when you're trying to get away from something. Yes. Either you, like, love fishing or there's a yeah. job or you go there for a specific job. Right. Or fishing, oil. Yes. Construction. Chopping wood. Cho- chopping snow, woods and ice. ice. road truckers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, gold. Or Penguins. you... Penguin... Penguin uh, training, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, penguin, or training. Your, yeah, penguin <laughs> training, or the lucrative uh, Anchorage, Alaska <laughs> business, or you're trying to run away from your past. Yeah. So he goes there. He opens a bakery. He's hmm. well liked by everyone in the community, as sociopaths often are. He becomes an avid hunter, and he actually breaks several hunting records. Wow. And he's on the cover of, you know, hunting magazines. Whatever. Wow. You know, Hunters Weekly. The year after his last record-breaking hunting expedition, he killed a uh, like a snow a snow goat. With an arrow, he killed the world's largest snow goat or something. I don't know what it was. He killed the world's, world's largest, largest something. something
3: snow goat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, he killed the world's largest something with an arrow. He won, And some he wasn't sort of, supposed to kill it or something? No, he was allowed to. He was allowed oh, to. So he, oh, everyone like thought it was, a, was cool. Oh, okay. He won he won some amazing. Not record. like you killed the our prized snow goat. No, no, no. Everyone was like, yeah, you killed the oh, snow okay, goat okay. or whatever it was. But he was then convicted weird tonal shift we're about to have. He was convicted <laughs> of raping a sex worker. And attempting to rape someone's stay-at-home mother. Oh God! Yeah, but he only served six months in prison. Cool. <laughs> I know, and this, that seems that seems right. <laughs> you know, it's the seventies. If you've yeah. watched a Playboy documentary at all, this is oh, unrelated. Yeah. But in the sixties and seventies, and into the eight—I mean, into now—if you think about what's going sure, on in Texas. Yeah. They just let horrible they just let horrible things happen to women. I mean all <laughs> yeah. around the world, but I mean, we're just treated like trash. Yeah. He served 6 months in prison. Can everyone, everyone the cops are like he's so nice. He gives us free coffee when we come into the bakery. He's a baker. Yeah, he has a he has a stutter. He's very small. I'm sure it was just a mistake. A fluke. Yeah, it was a, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> in 1977, he was imprisoned again. For stealing a chainsaw and he was diagnosed again with bipolar disorder he was prescribed lithium but he's not required by law to take it oh so he was released after a year for stealing that chainsaw so it appears that he got more prison time for stealing a (laughs) chainsaw than he did for raping two women
3: That's cool. Which
2: is (laughs) interesting. It all evens out. (laughs) Yeah, why not? In the early 1980s, he reported a burglary on his home, but that was just to get money from an insurance company, so he used that money to open his own bakery.
3: Smart. Yeah,
2: con (laughs) con man extraordinaire. And then in 1982, he bought a plane and got a license for a plane. Ooh. Yeah, he had been, excuse me, he had been denied a license because of his medication. So you can't drive a plane on lithium. Um, Sure. (laughs) The old heavy machinery warning with the blinking eye. Oh, that's what that's for. Yeah, that's what that's for. (laughs) But he bought the plane anyway, and he would use it, and no one really cared. Yeah, who cares? And that turned out to be part of his later murderous endeavors.
3: Oh, God.
2: Yeah, so... Something just about Alaska in general, we kind of touched on this. In the 1970s, the Alaskan pipeline was at the height of its construction, which meant a lot of construction jobs and construction workers, people coming there who were going, um, were going to be apart from their families for a really long time. So this also drew a lot of sex workers and exotic da- dancers to right. Anchorage because it was a good way to make money, like quick money and a lot of money off the construction workers. Who there's way
3: more men in Alaska than there is women because of yes. their jobs.
2: Yes. So it was a it was a good way for them to make a lot of cash. Good for them. Exactly, but not good for them because this <laughs> right. psycho this psycho Hanson's on the loose. So Hansen is allegedly started to begun his began begun killing in 1972. But I'm thinking, why did he leave the mainland to go to Alaska anyway? He probably was killing far before that, in my opinion.
3: Oh, sure. Because he was born in 1939. So he was like early 30s.
2: Yeah. I'm sure he he killed. He did some killing in his 20s. His M.O. would be he would pick up a sex worker in his car and sometimes he would meet, he would be sitting at a bar and wait for a sex worker to come up to him and hit on him and then he would take them to the car. He would force them at gunpoint to his home. He had a handcuff in his car. It was attached to um, the seat. So he would handcuff them. He would take them home and rape them. Then he would put them in his airplane, fly them to a secluded area in the middle of Alaska, and then hunt them like wild game. Oh, my God. Yeah, he would hunt them like wild game and then eventually kill them by shooting or stabbing and then bury them.
3: That's terrifying. You get raped and then you get thrown in this plane. Yes. You're blindfolded. You don't know where the fuck you're going. Then you land and you just get tossed out in Alaska. It's probably like freezing. Wilderness. Yes. And then hunted. Oh my
2: God. Hunted like, like an animal. And Ugh. all the while, this guy has a family, two kids, and is the friendly town Oh, baker. Right. <laughs> That's right? It's ter- terrifying. Oh god! And his wife is reported as saying, "Like it didn't surprise me that he was. He would always go on hunting trips, so he didn't really think of it. Of when he would oh, go out of town, human,
3: human hunting it was, trips.
2: It was human hunting." Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon. To get access, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. $2 a month! Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. As usual, we will read your reviews. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here.
1: Six two six six zero four six two
2: six two. It's really been popping off lately. Please continue to call, and if you've never called before, this is your sign to call in for the yeah, first time. Call,
3: why not?
2: Let me tell you, first-time callers get so much support. Then they end up joining the Discord. Then they end up making all new friends. Yep. Then they end up making a million dollars in their business. It's just how it works. It's how it happens. It's how it works. They're all millionaires. Exactly. So please give us a call. We would love to hear from you.
0: Hold up. What was that?
1: Ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiPhone.
2: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. on June 13th, 1983, a sex worker named Cindy Paulson, she was 17 years old. Uh, Hansen offered her $200 for oral sex, apparently. And when she got into the car, like his MO, he pulled out a gun and drove her to his home. Then he held her captive, raped her, tortured her. Apparently, he chained her by the neck to a post in the basement and she says she lived. Thankfully, she's one of the only people who survived. Oh, wow. She says that he seemed so comfortable and so nonchalant and unemotional about what was going on that like in the middle of it, he just took a nap. He was, he (sighs) just said, hold on a sec, like BRB. I'm a little tired. And then just took a snooze next to her. (laughs) Yeah. So when when he woke up from his cat nap, he put her in the car, took her to the airport, and said, I'm going to take you out to my cabin. And so then when he was trying to transfer her from the car to the airplane, she got out of the car, crawled out of the backseat, and ran Nice, because he had to uh, uncuff her to get her into the right. airplane, and so she had a second of freedom. And so when she did, like she she took it. But smart, yeah. smart thing is, before she got out of the car, she took off her shoes and she like rubbed them around the car and left them in the back seat for evidence.
3: Oh, oh, that's smart. There's no way I would have thought of that. I would just would have gotten out of there. <laughs>
2: No, I, I, no, I never would think of stuff like that That's ever. She's
3: so smart.
2: Yes. So she got to the main road and she flagged down a truck. This truck driver's driving, sees Cindy half naked with a handcuff on one wrist, oh God. obviously lets her into the car. Robert sees, he's following Cindy, sees that she gets picked up by a trucker. He's like, oh, fuck. He gets back into his car, slams the door, and speeds off. Another driver sees this whole thing go down and is like, I think it's really weird that this half-naked woman who's handcuffed just flagged down a truck, and then this other guy seems to have sped away angrily. I'm going to take down the license plate of this car that sped away angrily. So they take the license plate down. The truck driver calls the police After he drops Cindy off. Because Cindy does not want to go to the police. Why? Well, this is the whole problem, and we'll talk about it. She's a sex worker. Since Cindy's a sex worker, she has she doesn't have a good relationship with the police. And she thinks like they won't believe me. So Cindy insists on being dropped off at a nearby motel, and she calls her boyfriend to meet her. But this truck driver's so worried and overwhelmed, he calls the police, and the police end up going to the motel to meet Cindy. So the cops question Cindy, who's a known sex worker in the community, and they don't believe anything that Cindy says. So fucked up. (sighs) They know Robert from his bakery. He always gives the cops free coffee, and they think he's nice, and, you know, a hashtag we don't believe women. However, Cindy's able to pick out Hanson's photo from a lineup, but she refuses to take a lie detector test. And she also, I forgot to say this, she she's able to describe exactly what his house and car look like. like right. And his whole MO, everything. But the police don't believe her because she won't take a lie detector test. Lie well, detector tests are garbage anyway exactly so the police drop the case and suspend it because they don't trust her lifestyle so they don't trust anything she says insane however there's one guy officer greg baker who believes her and he does not want the case to be over because at this point there's an epidemic of sex workers and exotic dancers disappearing from alaska and especially in the anchorage area so he thinks is there a serial killer on the loose? There is. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. I will yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Three bodies have been found so far. Oh god. All with similar injuries. They've all been shot, have arrow injuries and all the women oh, who god. have been all the women who have been found have all been in the sex work industry. So of course Greg Baker is thinking there's a correlation here. Obviously, Cindy Paulson experienced something real. We need to actually look into this. So that's when we go to Quantico, Virginia. Hell the yeah! B A U, baby. Criminal Minds.
3: The big, <laughs> the big arena university.
2: Yeah, the big arena university, <laughs> where we meet John Douglas, who's the man behind the show Mind Hunter.
3: Yes, love this guy.
2: Yeah, not like the writer or producer, but like the characters based on him. The man. The man. So he does behavioral analysis. He makes profiles of serial killers based on the evidence that they have so far, the information and leads they have so far to help create, you know, a personality profile so they can track them down. So they give John Douglas the information that Cindy had or just stuff that they have so far on the crimes. And his profile says the killer, he's most likely a hunter. He's probably a small guy. Maybe he has a speech disability. He's probably respected, and he's probably, you know, a family man.
3: That's... Amazing that this I, dude is like, yes. oh, he probably has this. He probably has a limp. He probably hangs out in this area. He probably like. It's fascinating how he. It's so. That I out. would
2: love to do that kind of stuff. I think it's so. I cool. would be so
3: wrong. I'd be like, he probably <laughs> yeah. goes to like McDonald's?
2: It is so I don't know. Maybe I would just he watches, my ex boyfriend
3: like, like, every time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: I just That's guessing. fascinating. It's crazy how and they do that. I mean, I guess they do this from really. do do, like investigating so many cases and interviewing so many serial killers to really get in the mind of how serial killers think but getting it so close so he probably has a speech disability
3: like wow what like why would that even because i'm easy
2: i bet it's probably because a the manner in which they were murdered he could see that there is they were probably hunted down uh, yeah. B, the fact that all these sex workers are going with this guy probably means that he's someone who seems unassuming. Right. So this could be someone who, A, is smaller or whatever, right. but maybe someone with a disability or who doesn't seem... Right. You That's know, interesting. Like P- Forrest Gumpy. Yeah, Forrest Maria, Gumpy. Maria's gonna make us <laughs> take that out. Okay, so obviously that sounds exactly like Robert Hansen. Mm-hmm. Finally, the police are on board because a man has said that it's probably him. (laughs) So four months after abducting Cindy, Robert is finally arrested for good. With Cindy's testimony and this profile, they secure a warrant. They search Hanson's plane, his vehicles, his house. And on October 27, 1983, they uncover jewelry belonging to some of the missing women. As well as firearms hidden underneath the, um, what is it called? Floorboard. No, even weirder. Insulation. Oh. Insulation in the walls. Good hiding. Spot. That's what. That's why I wrote it down. I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting." So in the walls, in the insulation, Just writing it down for future use. Things, places to hide things. <laughs> insulation. <laughs> I honestly, I was like, on a not sticky bad. note. <laughs> not bad, Robert. Um, they also found a map with thirty-seven oh. X's on it.
3: Which oh, thirty-seven? Oh shit!
2: Yes. Oh, which that's where the bodies are. Yeah, which ma- many matched the sites where prior bodies had been found and oh, then God. future bodies were found in other places. Not all the bodies were discovered. Uh, when confronted with all this evidence, Hanson, Robert Hansen denied it for as long as he could. Then he started to blame the women, saying they came up to him. It was well, their yeah. fault. Yeah. <laughs> they deserved it. Yapping. They were yapping. Mar- they were wearing a miniskirt, so I had to hunt them down in the wilderness. <laughs> But finally, he admitted to it. The ages of the women were 16 to 19 years old. Oh, wow. He had raped more than 30 women. Jesus. And he, to the police, said things like he only killed bad girls. He would never kill good women. He said, every one the of sex them, beca- workers? <laughs> yeah, every one of them became so precious to me. I wanted their friendship. I wanted them to like me so much. Ooh. And there's a list. And also, this reminded me, I've told this story a few times before, but a, a serial killer worked at my house growing up. That's right. He only killed sex workers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was so nice to me and my mom. And well, he you're, taught, you're the good girls. <laughs> I'm I am a good and that, and that to this day is why I can only come when someone calls me a good girl. Um, <laughs> but that's, yeah, where it comes. It's that's from. oh it's the serial killer thing. Um but yeah, and then he went to jail. But there's I'll just say the names of his victims real quick. There is uh, Celia Beth Van Zanten. She Hansen denied this is from Wikipedia. Hansen allegedly denied killing her, but Her body was found in an X on his map. Megan Emmerich, Hanson denied killing her, but was an X on on his map. Mary Thill, again, he denied killing her, but she was an X on the map. Ekluna Annie, she was stabbed uh, in the back and eaten by wild animals.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm sure if they were just left out there, a lot of them...
2: Yeah. Just yeah. Uh she was killed between nineteen seventy-nine and nineteen eighty and found in nineteen eighty. Joanna Messina killed in nineteen eighty. Her badly decomposed body was found in a gravel pit. Roxanne, yeah. Eastland. Uh Hansen confessed to killing her, but never her body was never found. Lisa Futrell, her body was found in Oakland. Old Nick Bridge in 1984, uh, um, but she was killed in 1980. Sherry Morrow, she was found in a shallow grave. She had been shot in the back, but there were no bullet holes in her clothing, suggesting she had been shot while nude and then redressed. Oh, what? Yeah, Andrea Fish Alchieri. Hanson confessed to killing her, but the body was never found. Sue Luna, she was stripped nude and forced to run through the forest while Hanson hunted her like an animal. She was shot to death. Robert <sighs> Pelkey, her identity was discovered via forensic genealogy in October 2021. Whoa. That's interesting. That's neat. Delin Sugar Frey, her body was found by a pilot testing new tires in 1985 so it took a long time oh, for a lot yeah. of these women to be found Paula Goulding I'll just say the again she was shot while naked and redressed Sydney oh, Paulson why he did that yeah Cindy Paulson the only one who survived then there was also Malay Larson Teresa Walt Watson Angela Federn and Tammy Petterson so God,
3: so many
2: horrible yeah so of these 17 women he was only charged with the murder of four because those are the bodies that were actually
3: uh, oh
2: found. yeah is um, he still alive good question now we're on to the prison and death section so <laughs> right. he was charged with assault kidnapping weapons offenses the- uh, theft insurance fraud that he used to purchase the plane oh, yeah. etc he eventually pleaded guilty. He was charged with 461 years in prison without the probability of parole. Damn. It's assumed that he killed probably 21 women at the least. He well, yeah, was, all those exes on his map? Yeah, he was at first imprisoned at the U.S. Penitentiary in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, Then he returned to Alaska. Then he returned to Seward. Then to Anchorage. He was moved around a lot for health issues. And he died in 2014 of natural causes. So, dang. Hopefully, he is in hell now. Yeah, this is one of the scariest serial killers that I've ever heard of. Yeah,
3: I've never heard of
2: this guy me either and it's crazy so apparently there's some films the frozen ground in 2013 john cusack plays robert hansen oh. and john cusack yes and nicholas nicholas cage yes. huh.
3: oh i could oh see john God. cusack being a
2: wait it gets better nick cage plays one of the police officers and okay what it should be the, swapped.
3: Nick Cage should be the serial killer.
2: John Cusack should be a cop. Agreed. And guess who plays Sydney Paulson, the the sole survivor? Uh, Blake Lively. <laughs> no, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, I was close. <laughs> you I was close. Absolutely Vanessa same Hudgens. wheelhouse. I you know how random is that. And that's Maybe also like just like, like that's high school. That's high school reunion years. Oh or, what is it not high school reunion is that what it's called <laughs> high school, high school musical? musical that's high school musical years he there's also several documentaries about it uh, fbi files crime stories uh, id discovery e, uh, tv series featured on mind hunters cold case criminal minds law and order svu oh All over the place. Uh, Kurt, I thought this sounded familiar to me. So if you watched the newest season of Dexter, Dexter New Blood, Kurt Caldwell is loosely based off Robert Hansen. Mm. So there you go. The very true story of the scariest serial killer I've ever heard of. I'm pretty sure that Alaska has a lot of weird shit like this.
3: Feels like a good place to hide and get away with a lot of shenanigans.
2: How many serial killers come from Alaska? A lot. Okay. <laughs> serial killers. Wait
3: Edward Kraus, Alaska's first known serial killer. Go oh. down
2: to where it has those stats. Alaska serial killer victims 51. Serial killer victims per oh. 100,000 people 7.08. Is
3: that? That feels like a lot.
2: Yeah, Hawaii only has 0.7.
3: Oh, here, no, here's a list. Serial killers by state. Alaska has 51. Uh, Louisiana has 300.
2: But those are are victims, though. Those are serial killer victims. Oh, serial killer. Oh, sorry, yeah. I want to know how many serial killers. Wait, so Alaska has the highest serial killer victims per 100,000 people. Yeah, so Seven. here it is. Yeah, which state produces the most serial killers? Alaska. It's Alaska. Propor- proportional to its population, Alaska is, without a doubt, the most popular state oh. among serial killers. With It says 15.65 serial killings per 1 million inhabitants. That's crazy. Yeah, so stay out of Alaska, my dudes.
3: <laughs> For having such low population, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, they're having a crisis. Well, you know, in Dexter, I think he moves to Alaska. Yeah. And You're if there's anything if there's anything there that's true, it's Dexter. Um wow. if you guys live in Alaska or know anything about serial killers, also, uh I while looking up pictures of Robert Hansen, it just made me think of the question, period, why do so many serial killers have glasses?
3: Oh yeah. The
2: only killer I could think of who doesn't have glasses is the night stalker. And I think maybe he did have glasses. Did
3: Ed Gein have glasses? I, you know what? There are no pictures of him with glasses. Really? One of the few Ted Bundy yeah. had glasses,
2: right? Yeah, but then I I think so, or sometimes oh, no, he wore didn't. Them.
3: Sometimes he wore them. He wore them in court when he was a lawyer for yeah. himself
2: because I, I googled that and then there was like a guardian article on why do so many serial killers wear glasses oh weird but i didn't read it because i don't know how to read so anyways <laughs> if, you, know. if you guys know please call in melissa where could people reach us you can reach us
3: at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com all right
2: well i am ali siegel i am melissa stettin And hopefully Maria is not in Alaska. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.